0: Welcome to the Life is Better With You Here podcast with Dr. Childs. Here, we want to help, and where there's help, there's hope. A short disclaimer, this podcast is not a replacement for therapy. If you feel you need treatment, we strongly suggest you visit your physician or go to lifeisbetterwithyouhere.org slash therapists for assistance finding a mental health provider. This episode is included in our mini-series titled Unaliving Prevention. Our goal with this miniseries is to bring awareness to a wide array of groups within the black community that we feel could be served better. With these episodes, we want to do what we can to foster open conversations that are inclusive and create a safer environment for us all. Subjects in this series may trigger some or contain topics not suitable for all audiences. Please use your discretion. In today's episode, we will focus on adolescents and teens. Now here's our host, Dr. Childs.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Life is Better with you here. And I am your host, Dr. Shavana Child, and I'm very glad that you're here. So this is going to be our series that's going to wrap up our season, and we're going to be talking about adults, adolescents, and suicide attempt survivors. We'll first begin with the adolescents and teens. But as you know, before we get started, I always like to do a guided meditation. So if you can find a comfortable position in your chairs, on your couches, in your bed, wherever you are, let's get ready for what we're going to do, which is a neck stretch. Okay. It's time to relax the tense muscles in the neck area. Um, And the reason why I want to do this one is... Sometimes we carry our tension in our neck and our shoulders and other areas of our bodies, but typically it's in our neck and our shoulders and we don't really realize it. So this is going to give us an opportunity to stretch those muscles, to get that tension out and to just release. So let's do this guided meditation and see if we can release some of that tension. So begin by sitting in a comfortable upright chair. Look straight ahead with your knees together. Grasp the underside of the chair seat and pull upwards on the seat. At the same time, you lower both shoulders a few inches. Your elbows by this time should be slightly bent. As you pull up on the chair, you should feel the muscles between your neck and shoulders stretch. These are the long muscles running from the top of your shoulders to the back of your neck, called the trapezius muscles. Next, slightly rotate your head from left to right and to the left again, as if you were shaking your head no. Do not help your stretch by pushing your head with your hands. This may result in an injury. Instead, place your hands on the sides of your neck so you can gently massage the two areas being stretched. Keep breathing throughout your stretch. When you are done with your stretch, take note of any thoughts, feelings, and sensations you are experiencing. When you have noted these, you have completed the exercise for now. So give yourself a big shoulder crunch. And let it loose. Take in a deep breath. Bit it out. And now let's talk about something that our series is
2: based on. We're gonna talk about suicide. It is one of the leading death causes of all. And so we're gonna focus right now on our adolescents and teens.
1: And so some of the statistics, because you know I love to share statistics because we need to be aware of what this looks like, what this means. So suicide is one of the leading causes of death. It's not the leading cause of death, but it is one of the leading causes of death in the US with more than 48,000 people of all ages dying by suicide in 2021. Millions more thought about, planned, or attempted. And in another session, we'll talk about attempt survivors. Not all suicides are completed, and we are thankful for that. We want to provide prevention. We want to provide help. And we want people to know that there is another option. We always say here that suicide is a permanent solution to a very temporary problem. People between 10 and 24 years old account for 14% surpassing 6,500 deaths each year. That's 6,500, specifically with our adolescents and teens. They haven't even reached adulthood, yet the problems that they face are very serious. And some of us can say, what can be so difficult about being a teenager? They are human beings just like we are. Just because they're younger doesn't mean they aren't experiencing trauma, loss, grief, bullying, social media problems. There's a lot that they go through. I want you to reflect and focus on when you were a teenager, when you were an adolescent, when you were a pre-teen, some of the things that you went through. That may have caused you to feel like you didn't want to be here anymore. And so, those problems still exist for teenagers all around. So, it makes suicide the third leading cause of death for this age group. Again, with the statistics, you know, it's the third leading cause of death between young people 15 to 24. 5,000 young people complete suicide in the US each year. 5,000, and that may not seem like a large number, but any number is too large. Talk about life and the loss of life. In the past 60 years, the suicide rate has quadrupled for males 15 to 24 years old and has doubled for females of the same age. So this is significantly impacting our youth and our adolescents and our young people. For every completed suicide by youth, it is estimated that 100 to 200 attempts are made. And it may be higher than that. This is just what's reported. Think about what we haven't heard about. Think about what's not reported. Think about the attempts that are made that nobody talks about because they're afraid of what will be thought of They're afraid of what will be said. They're afraid they will be said. The methods for this age group? Firearms, which is a very deadly method, and it remains the most commonly used method among youth, accounting for 49% of all completed attempts. Other things, other statistics is that 18% said that they made a plan and 10% said that they attended at least once, compared to 13% and 18%, respectively, just 10 years earlier. So this is a serious problem and it appears to be getting worse. And if we look at the media, if we look at certain things that are going on, we also know that within this group, just like everything else, there are disparities. And so what these disparities look like is females continue to be at a higher risk for suicidal thoughts and behaviors than their male counterparts. Three in 10 females, that's 30%, reported seriously considering suicide in the past year. Black students are more likely than their Asian, Hispanic, or white peers to attempt our Asian Americans American Indians and Alaskan Natives were higher than the rest, and our LGBTQ teens were three times more likely to consider than their heterosexual peers. Behavior is also a problem. So we have suicidal ideation. Ideation are our thoughts. They're not necessarily intent or plan. Thinking about it, I'm having thoughts about it. Intent. I intend to do something. I intend to carry out a plan. This is what I'm going to do. So we can have the thought, I'm thinking about it, the intent, I intend to do this and the plan and this is how I'm going to do it. When we have one, it should be a concern. If we have thoughts, that's a concern. When we move to thoughts and plan, the concern should increase. When we have thoughts, plan and intent, we should be on red alert because that puts us at a higher risk for completion. When we have behaviors, and this just are the behaviors that go with thoughts, intents, and plans, it can look like self-harm. And self-harm can be cutting, banging of your head, body parts, cutting of body parts, arms, thighs, legs, wrists whether it results in serious injury or not it could be surface cutting but it is a sign and it is a sign we need to take serious we cannot afford to say oh it's just for attention get my attention I have heard you this is what we need to be saying this is not something we can afford to brush off um in a study 38 self-report attempts happened in the past year 265 people have seriously considered suicide in the past year. Attempts can cause serious emotional, physical, and economic impacts. Um, People who attempt to survive may experience serious injury that can cause them long-term effects on their health. Um, There are stories. um, In the city where I grew up, there is a bridge that people would attempt a lot of times, it did not work and they would become vegetables. So, these are some of the impacts of suicides that were not completed. Um, it impacts the well being of not only the person who's committing, but the people who support them. It's, it's like the metaphor when somebody goes to prison, that person's going to prison. But their family's doing time with them because the family's missing them, interacting with them, growing with them, having a life with them, as well as their co-workers in their community. So there are far-reaching impacts. We experience guilt, grief, shock, anger, um, and it may cause other people themselves to think of suicide. And this is where secrets and family secrets can be dangerous if we're not sharing our mental health history. We need to know because it can run in families. Some of the risk factors, Black youth are risk factors. Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, um, George Floyd, seeing our Black men killed, shot, seeing our Black bodies hunted, um, demoralized on TV uh, for the world to see. That's traumatizing. And these aren't questions that we ask our Black youth, but we're assessing them. We go through the general questions. There needs to be more intentionality when it comes to people of color, when it comes to women, when it comes to our LGBTQIA communities. We need to be asking questions that are specific to them. The Trevor Project, it's a nonprofit um, that focuses on suicide prevention in LGBTQ youth. And what they found was higher rates of attempts in youth that report that their homes, schools, or communities are not accepting and therefore not safe. So again, those are risk factors for those groups. For females, being sexually assaulted, being in domestic violence uh, relationship, bullying for all adolescents and teens can be a problem. Current or prior history of adverse childhood experiences. And we've spoken about this in past podcasts. Adverse childhood experiences where we have witnessed violence or trauma, where we have been um, the victims of violence or trauma. Um, our childhood experiences can increase our likelihood. Community risk factors, lack of access to healthcare for people of color or LGBTQ, for minority people, for people in minority statuses or marginalized statuses. There can be a lack of access to healthcare, or even if we do have access to healthcare, um, people who are serving us that aren't culturally competent, that don't know how to speak to us, that don't know the questions to ask, that lack empathy or sympathy for our specific problems. That can shy us away from asking for help. So that is for us to do. But you can also advocate for what you need when you know what you need. Stress of acculturation, first generation people coming here from Africa, Haiti, Dominican Republic, um, India, China, Japan, from anywhere, first generation. It's hard to acculturate to a, any new country. So that can be a barrier and a risk factor. Historical trauma. We know better than anybody with historical trauma. is. Other cultures have historical trauma as well, and those are risk factors for us. Discrimination and racism, it's with us, it has always been with us, and today in this atmosphere, it's rearing its ugly head even more than ever, and we're having to deal with it, and that can feel very hopeless, we can feel very vulnerable and powerless, and it can make us feel like What's the use? But there is use because you are purpose. You are power. And we we need you. Um, And I think the discrimination goes into the societal risk factors. When we watch on TV that people who are supposed to make laws to protect us are tearing down the laws to protect us. Those are societal risk factors. Um, The stigma associated asking for mental health help, that hurts us. I'm not having easy access to what we need. Unsafe media portals um, regarding suicide. Again, people being on social media portraying that this is the way, that this is a good thing. We have to be aware of what our children are watching on social media and what they're watching on television. We need to be good stewards of our children and not just children from zero to 18, but from 18 to 24. If there are children, there are children for a lifetime and they have hard transitions. It's not just the transition from kindergarten to grade school, grade school to junior high, junior high to high school, it's also high school to college. High school to college is a difficult transition specifically for a first-generation college student, because their family doesn't understand what that means and what it looks like. And they're having to navigate that by themselves. And that is a really hard transition. So we just need to be mindful and be a village for them. So let's talk about protective factors, things we can do to protect ourselves from feeling this way. We need effective coping skills, journaling, organizations, um, seek help, therapy. Life is better with you here is a great place to find a therapist, a great place for resources. Trouble is temporary. We're gonna have problems, but we can make it through. Um, what's your reason for being here? Family, friends, our fur babies, our pets, Your goals in life. What do you want to do? What's your spark? What's your passion? What gift do you have that the world needs? Let's hone that gift. Let's hone who you are. What is it that you want to give to the world? Because we all have something. We all have purpose. And our purpose changes. And we may not know right now. And that's okay not to know. But know that it's coming. We all have it and a strong sense of cultural identity. Dig into your culture.
2: Find out who you are, where your roots come from.
1: Because all our roots are good. There are no bad roots. Regardless of what society tells you about your roots, find out for yourself. Don't be so easily led by what media tells you. As we all know, media can lie. Truth never does. Find out for yourself. Find good relationships. And when I say good, I mean healthy relationships. Because do know, not all relationships are healthy. Anyone who's degrading you, belittling you, hurting you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, sexually, not a good relationship. Nobody should be putting their hands on you and you shouldn't be putting your hands on anyone. That's not love. That's abuse. They should be feeding your mind. They should be pouring into you in all realms. Get support from your partners, your friends, and your family. Feeling connected to others is what helps us grow. And if they are not pouring into you, distance yourself. And remember, and I've said this before, just because they're fam- just because they're blood does not make them family. If they are not pouring into you, if they're related or not, they're not good for you. And sometimes it may hurt to distance yourself from certain family members. But if they are not good for you, they are not good for you. And we can love them from a distance. And you can decide that that is your power. You have power. And dig into your power, figure out what that power is. What's your superpower? Who are you? Community protective factors, feeling connected to your school, your community, and other institutions. LGBTQ support groups, Black youth support groups, female support groups, youth support groups. What's your interest? Find a support group for that. If it's art, if it's construction, if it's whatever, literature, writing, poetry, engineering, medical school, find that community fits you. Support, surround yourself with people that support your dream. Don't get around dream stealers or dream killers. Support your dream and have people around you that will support that. Reduce access to lethal means of suicide among people at risk. Let's talk about the positives to living. Let's talk about what it means for you to be This life is your life. Make it what you need. Let's talk about some of the warning signs because they don't all look the same. They're not the same for everyone. So if you see or hear somebody talking about being a burden, being isolated, if there's increased anxiety or increased depression that's not their typical, comes on suddenly, or if it's a gradual anxiety and depression that isn't typical for them. Let's, you know, let's be alert. If they're talking about feeling trapped or in unbearable pain, let's start asking questions. What does that feel like? Tell me what you mean. Um, increased substance use or substance use beginning. Looking for a way to access lethal means. Asking where they can buy a gun or get a sword or a knife or extra pills, extra sleeping pills, extra
2: anything that you know they shouldn't have. If there's increased anger or rage, extreme mood swings, expressing hopelessness, sleeping too little or too much, always a sign, and that's a sign of
1: depression as well. So again, looking for depression and anxiety. Um, talking about or posting in social media, talking about or posting about wanting to die or not wanting to be here. They may not say I want to die. They may say something like, I just wish I wasn't here or I wish I could go to sleep for a long time or I wish I could go to sleep and not wake up. Not everybody's going to say I wish I was dead. Some people might. Not everybody will. So we always tell you here where there is help there is hope there are a lot of resources for suicide prevention economic supports stabilizing housing getting in touch with your resources in your community again being there reducing access to lethal means among people at risk create healthy organizations and policies and procedures um, if you're in a space to do that we're advocating for that. Get on the board of the PTA. Get on the board of your counts in your communities. Um, reduce substance use through community-based policies and procedures. Um, making sure you look at your, your insurance. The EAPs, if they're in school, every school has a school counts looking into the school counseling program, signing up for that, being part of our children's lives, looking at their social media, sitting down and talking with our children, not talking at them, talking with them. Asking, "How is your day? How are you feeling? Is everything okay? Y'all, you know, are you feeling depressed? And they're gonna get agitated with us. That's fine. I'd rather them be agitated than later to find out they were feeling some type of way that I didn't ask about. So we wanna ask questions. Um, Let's teach them problem solving skills. Let's teach them deep breathing, meditation, all the things we've talked about here in the podcast. Let's teach that to our kids. Let's teach them to go on YouTube and look for guided meditations for anxiety, depression. Let's teach them how to live in nature how to calm themselves how to reach out for help let's get into parenting classes for ourselves if we feel stuck because sometimes we don't know how to talk to our children sometimes they make it a little bit difficult for us to reach out to them it's okay to go to a parenting class this doesn't come with a book so sometimes we need help and at different stages in their lives we need help you No. Know, eighth grader doesn't look the same as a 12th grader and a 12th grader definitely looks different than your 24 year old and they clam up and they think we're in their business and we're being too nosy yeah i'm nosy and i'm gonna be nosy because i love you and i want to know what's going on and i want you to know you can always talk to me you can come to me no matter what i want you to know you can talk to me these are the conversations that we want to have with our kids we want to teach them resilience we want to teach them they can bounce back from anything and that no matter what they're going through we will be there for you. you can help them make safety plans if they're feeling unsafe and that may sound uncomfortable to do but we want them to have a plan if they're feeling unsafe who to call text 988 and we have that here for you. Other crisis numbers they can call, counselors they can contact, therapists um, life is better with you here. Tons of things that they can do. Let them know what their resources are. Let them know that they have independency in seeking that, but that they also can come to you. We can get them treatment, we can be there for you. And again, we will provide you with that with the call or text to 988. Um, There is a chat line at 988lifeline.org 24-7, no matter the time or day. Um, And a clinical psychologist at George Washington University said something that I thought was best. What we need to ask our kids, what are you exposed to? really bothers you? That is a very good question because it's more than what's wrong. This is specific. What are you exposed to that really bothers you? That allows my Black son to tell me I'm tired of seeing Black boys killed. I'm tired of seeing violence against black. That allows my LGBTQ
2: youth to tell me I don't feel supported in my home, in my community, or at my school. I need a place to go. I don't want to be bullied for being transgender or lesbian or gay. I want to be supported. I need a space. And I don't feel I have a space. That very specific question, what are you exposed to, really bothers you. So my challenge to you, check in on the keys. Ask real questions. What are you exposed to that really bothers you? I'm listening. My affirmations, and I have two, my adult affirmation: I am grateful for the resources that continue to show up to help me be a great loved one. For my young adults, I am resilient and can overcome any challenge because I am capable
1: of great things. And remember, regardless of your journey, life is always better with you here. Until next time, take care.
0: Thank you for listening. This has been the Life is Better With You Here podcast with Dr. Childs. For more episodes, you can find us on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, and more. We would also like to give gratitude to our sponsors, the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation and Global Insight Productions, without whom we wouldn't be able to do this. For more information about our sponsors, please visit ohiospf.org and globalinsightpro.com. For more information about us, visit our website, lifeisbetterwithyouhere.org slash we look forward to seeing you next week and if you have any suggestions for episode topics please leave us a comment also if you or someone you love is in crisis please call 988 or text Steve S-T-E-V-E to 741-741 for free and confidential support 24-7 and again thank you